Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop pregame show as we are here getting ready for the Auburn Tigers as they travel up to Fayetteville, Arkansas to play in Razorback Stadium at 3 o'clock tomorrow as the show comes out to play the Arkansas Razorbacks in a battle of the 5-4 and four Auburn Tigers and the 3-4. and Six Arkansas Razorbacks. I almost had that so smooth, uh, but I drew it out. I'm here joining the Mr. Harrison Tar Ty. How are you doing, buddy? Before we introduce our guests, I am doing great. What does not get you fired up uh, more than a five and four team taking on a th- three and six team at three o'clock? Um, I mean, it really just it gets the blood the blood pumping. But what I'm excited about today, Dylan, is to continue our series on of being able to speak with the brilliant minds of SEC student journalists and journalists around the around the country. Um, we have we thought we were just going to get the sports editor of the Arkansas Traveler. Hell, we got half the half of the section. No, I'm, I'm being I'm being <laughs> no. This is such a no. This is such an awesome surprise. The same thing happened at AM. The coolest dudes in the world. Y'all need to connect with them, by the way. Gentlemen right. uh, from the Arkansas Traveler, um, introduce yourselves. Thank you guys so much for joining the show. Super pumped to have you guys on Talks Ball. My name is Dylan Stewart. I am the sports editor, and this is uh, Cooper Gant. I'm a football writer for the Arkansas Traveler. And this was actually our entire section, literally, uh, when I came into the position. It was literally us two, so and it we basically it. is. Yeah. Like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> so Sam Pittman's not the only recruiter on that campus, or it's not right. just Eric Musselman. You're out there recruiting right, now, right there yeah, next no. to Yeah, we got up to 14 riders, so oh. I've been packing up the must bus. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Packing up the must bus. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, gentlemen. Um, just tell us where you're from, um, what your what your majors are, what your you are, and then we'll talk ball, I promise. But we we want to get to know you a little bit. You know what I mean? The people the people want to know. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, but my family is really from Seattle. Um, at least my parents are. So I was raised a Seattle sports fan. Uh, I grew up a Husky fan as well. So I'm excited to get to talk about the UW game coming up later. But <clears throat> outside of that, of course, my allegiance lies entirely with the Razorbacks uh, when I'm not being an objective journalist. I've been working in sports journalism since high school. I love it. It's what I want to do one day. It's such a fun career. And I'm so incredibly excited to be here with y'all. And my name is Bill. Sorry. Yeah, it's, no, been, right? it's been rough. The Ravens game was rough. <laughs> He's got to deal with the manners too. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm from Texas too. Um, from Sherman, Texas. It's about an hour north of Dallas. Um, came to Arkansas uh, after after starting my journalism career covering combat sports in in uh, the Dallas area, oh, yeah. and then uh, 
and then I, eventually I transitioned to more traditional sports like uh, basketball and baseball and uh, made my way to uh, be in the sports editor at the newspaper and uh, hopefully carry on with that until I graduate. Right on. Combat sports. Dude, don't mess with this guy. Yeah, I originally wanted to be a fighter, but it just wasn't wasn't uh, tough enough for that. But uh, When you say combat sports in Texas, I thought you meant like duels. Like, <laughs> quick draws. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you're up for like yeah. Billy, Billy the Kid. And <laughs> so, what we've learned is that Cooper does not want to piss off Dylan. Um, so, <laughs> no, I would, no. I'd make sure I, I meet all my deadlines if I were you. I will say, yeah, Cooper, no, you you have team bonding think, boxing. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty intense. Not really, not really. <laughs> not really. I was <laughs> hoping that was real. No, was not really at real. all. <laughs> Nicest guy you'll ever meet. Seriously. But, Dylan's the best. Right. Which, I was like, Cooper, you'll get no sympathy for me about your about your Seahawks losing as a Panthers fan over here. <laughs> you'll get no sympathy about your about your loss to the. It's Rangers. a tough world out there. But let's talk Auburn, Arkansas, guys. Let's 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 talk what we here, we came here to talk about. Not to, not not that I'm not all for the trains going off the rails. I'm always about it. But let's let's talk Auburn, Arkansas, and gentlemen. I'm going to open up this general uh, kind of just preview look here. Uh, we talk about it all the time here on the show. Obviously, from an Auburn perspective, looking out, you guys watch more Arkansas football than 99.9% of the rest of the world. The other 1% is Sam Pittman and his staff. Uh, so let, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what Arkansas has done well this year is the miscues, um, the uh, KJ Jefferson not playing the season that, that a lot of people thought that he was going to. Where has been the, or what has been the Achilles heel uh, for, for Arkansas to be at three and six uh, at this point? Because a lot of people think, and myself included, that they're a hell of a lot better than that record share shows. So first off, let's, let's just start there with, with what's killed Arkansas at this point in terms of just self-inflicted wounds, whatever that may be. Well, I'll start. I'll give you my answer, and then I'll pass it over to Cooper. Uh, sure. He took the first half of the season for the most part, so he'll have uh, a little more detail when it comes to the technical side of things. But um, for me, yes, that is true. KJ has not been playing up to the expectations that we had. Um, we actually ran a story saying that he was a potential Heisman candidate and that got a, got a nice retweet by somebody uh, pointing out after the fact that he is not a candidate. The story came out like early. It came out in August right. in, in our defense. <laughs> Before we saw a single snap. But the, the thing I'm getting at here is uh, I think a big, a big issue, and this is sort of, you know, you can sort of say that this is a scapegoat answer, but uh, I think a big issue was the offensive play calling. Uh, by Daniel Enos, who is now, of course, no longer with the program. Instead, we have Kenny Guyton, um, who led the offense uh, in Florida. And I think we we all saw a pretty big step up in, uh, in both the play calling and KJ's performance on the field. Um, so I do think that that was a major – I think that was a major aspect. But uh, And there's still definite issues, like um, particularly with penalties in big areas. And I think a lot of that does fall on Sam Pittman personally. Sure. Pretty much everything Dylan said. A lot of it goes back to the offensive line play, especially early on and in big moments too. Um, that absolutely killed us against Brigham Young. I'd say that had a really big impact on that game. Uh, close games, of course, Arkansas not really being able to pull out whenever we get to that fourth quarter. Tight, you know, packed stadium, loud ball game on the line two-minute drills, et cetera, et cetera. Those have really been weaken, weakening our ability just to kind of pull out those last-minute games. Um, and, of course, Danny Enos, obviously everyone is quick to point the finger at him, but he himself isn't on the play throwing the ball, catching it, et cetera. So, so the impact he had is, of course, it's important to address, but ultimately it falls on the players, a majority of the close-minute games, so on and so forth. And to jump off what he's saying, too, and we talked about this a little bit off-air, but uh, our record really is – it should be a lot closer than it actually uh, actually seems at, at three and six. I mean, uh, most of the games that we lost were by one score. I think we lost five of our games by one score. Um, and these are against top – the middle of our schedule was top tier when it comes to playing LSU. Oh, Auburn gets all. that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but okay, no, I, I – go ahead. No, yours. Finish it out. I'll, I'll you. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I mean, these are not terrible losses, especially the ones to like Alabama, um, you know, losses to LSU by by a field goal. It's not it's not it's not the end of the world. Of course, the A&M loss was pretty brutal, but, you know, it is what it is. 
yeah, Arkansas fans, not huge, uh, huge enthusiasts of losing to Texas A&M from my understanding. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. sure that that's the case. I do have one like sidebar question. I know Dylan's going to get into X's and O's and we'll let him kind of cook here in a second. Um, sorry, Dylan Lark's going to get into X's and O's here in just a second. Sorry <laughs> for the confusion. Um, just getting the thermometer, putting the thermometer out there. How hot is that seat on Sam Pittman? Is it, is it heating up? I, so I, I really think that they're going to give Sam a bit of a longer leash. I think that they're going to give him a leash of maybe two or three years. I think it's, I think it's been a little like sensationalized um, sure. within the local media. Uh, it's just because it's something that gets a lot of clicks uh, just to see that Sam Pittman's on the hot seat and stuff like that. I mean, he has been performing. Uh, he has been underperforming. But I think before they do anything drastic, uh, they're going to try and, you know, get him through his contract um, before making a major change. And I think, I mean, the seasons that we were having with Brett beforehand, uh, they gave Brett quite a bit of leeway too, um, before before uh, switching it up with Sam. But I think I think it is sort of does depend on the way Guyton performs too as offensive coordinator. 100%, like Dylan said. And, of course, the business move of getting rid of Enos bought him more time, arguably. Um, but you got to remember that at the end of the day, Pittman has still put together winning seasons. He still can pull off a successful team and build a successful roster around him. So it really just depends what, you know, the analytical side of that office of athletics decides to do with it. But, again, with Enos and whatnot, he's bought himself more time, at least with Jefferson and Enos and all that. Absolutely. I mean, he, he inherited uh, an absolute dumpster fire um, a, a couple of years ago after uh, it was Chad Morris. Yeah, it was. It was Chad Morris for what, what a couple he ran that ran that program. Yeah, sorry. right. Yeah. The, the famous two and ten season. That was uh, you're just choosing to ignore the Chad Morris. Here. Brett, the Brett Bulema transition. to Yeah, yeah. Pitt. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. uh, I was I was about to say, uh, man, they really have. Uh, I've got a left lane hammer down T-shirt somewhere. I'm sorry. Um, but uh <laughs> I'll have to dig that one out and see if I can send you a photo of that relic. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's also got to be that element of patience, right? Uh, I mean, it was uh, – Arkansas football can be very good and, and can recruit at a very high level when we've seen that. I mean, not you don't have to look that far back to look, watch Ryan Mallett highlights, which I recommend everyone do. They're awesome. Um, but, rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. But thank you for making it morbid. I appreciate that, Dylan. Um, but <laughs> – it, it wasn't that far ago, uh, far back that you had to look back and say Arkansas football um, was was a was a dominant power. So I would think that you're you're probably right. But a lot of people trying to build that false narrative outside of Fayetteville too. That that Pittman is is on his way out, and I don't necessarily, and right. I'm not bought it. So, Lark, keys are yours, Tank. Yeah, but I, say, I think I think one of the I, I'm trying to think of all the coaches that are under the hot seat right now. I think I think Sam Pittman is probably like in the top five, but it's just because like Jimbo Fisher and. I guess maybe we might get, see, go an offseason without seeing a single SEC coach get fired. Well, never mind. Zach Arnett. Never mind. Yeah. I, yeah, Zach's, I bet Zach's Arnett great. gets another year, by the way. I don't think Arnett gets another year. I don't think he does at all. <laughs> he what might he might be the first he might be the first ever head like head coach to get canned and then rehired as a defensive coordinator. That could happen. I think that's hey. very feasible. And I think Florida's gonna keep some some abilities. So let's bring it back to Arkansas Auburn. <laughs> Yeah, so Auburn's going to this game as a, I believe it was a four, two and a half point uh, underdog to Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas, of course, being a team that has lost very many close games. I've had the scores pulled up. Seven point loss to BYU, three point loss to LSU. Uh, it's 12 point loss to AM, but then it followed up by a seven point loss to Ole Miss and a three point loss to Alabama. And then, of course, that glorious four point seven to three loss to Mississippi state that transpired on Saturday, October 21st. Uh, just so no one ever forgets that that game yeah. happened. Luckily, luckily uh, I was not in the press box for that one. That was Cooper. <laughs> I, I hope they fed you well for that. game. Dylan said that's a Cooper problem. Yeah, <laughs> it was long. It was a very long Saturday. I was up early for it and right and late. Golly. Yeah. I, um, I, I kept checking the score. I thought my that game is the reason I thought my ESPN app was frozen. By the way, <laughs> I, I, I was convinced that my ESPN app wasn't wasn't working because I had to just set the SEC scores. And I was like, man, I, I guess it's just bad service in Jordan Hare Stadium. And someone's like, no, no, that was the final. Yep, homecoming like, game too. Homecoming. Oh, game. all that. Yeah, it was homecoming. Oh my God. Hey, I can one up you. Vanderbilt scheduled Auburn for their homecoming. So, um, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it can get worse, fellas. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't really know if you can have a homecoming game when your stadium is not uh, completely built, but yeah. Uh, so y'all coming off of a off of a three point win in overtime to a Florida team who Florida uh, for for Arkansas being better than their record shows Florida very very much worse than what their record says. I think Florida might go winless the rest of the season and finish out five and seven or six and six uh, along those lines. But Arkansas going this game with probably the worst offensive line in the SEC, thirty six sacks, averaging giving up four four sacks a game. Uh, Katie Jefferson, 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and the run game not really finding a rhythm thus far. Uh, and Rocket Sanders, of course, has been uh, off and on uh, on the injury list. And is he going to be playing on Saturday? Uh, I'm pretty what? sure. I'm pretty sure that he's going to be playing on Saturday. Um, yeah. But yeah. And defensively, Auburn has been very good against against the run thus far, and. Is there any sense of worry about if this run game can't get started in one of these games at least some point? Because Arkansas has been very good at running the ball the last two years, no matter what the record says. I mean, Rocket Sanders, I believe, was second in the SEC in rushing yards last year, right behind Quinshawn. Yeah. So, is there anything going on in the in the in the sphere that is Sam Pittman uh, going on with getting the run game started? Well, you know, they've had to deal they've had to deal with not having the run game get going for a little while now. Uh, just because we haven't had we haven't had um uh Raheem Sanders uh available. Um and I think that AJ Green did an okay job uh in spurts there as the as our RB1. But uh I I do think that uh Sanders is on the is on the upswing. Um he's been looking good in practice uh and he did look pretty good in the game. Uh, it was his first uh, 100-plus yard uh, game uh, on Saturday. And I feel like he's – I think he might have come back a little bit too early. Um, and I think that he just wasn't ready and couldn't keep up with the pace of the game. And, you know, like you said, finding his footing. Um, so I think that that, that is going to be a different – that is going to be a difference. I think it's going to be a refreshed uh, Rocket Sanders. But we are going to be going up against uh, – uh, a tough defensive line, and that will be interesting. Uh, I know, I know, Cooper is not uh, super optimistic about our O line, but uh, yeah. And but again, I mean, like Dylan said, Rocket Sanders is on the upswing. KJ obviously puts the fear in God into three star linebackers trying to do routine tackles. I mean, two hundred forty pounds of just straight muscle. Uh, he can get the job done where others can't. So, I, as much as it's as easy as it could be to kind of get pessimistic about this i still have hope that we're going to be able to find success on the ground i mean we found again rocket sanders put 103 yards on the ground against florida we're still going to find success on the ground at least to a certain extent or whatever we need to get that we can't fulfill by the air now, and the sober defense of course being a turnover machine and uh just going into this game with a two to one touchdown interception ratio and andrew armstrong 623 yards. I don't know if he's going to hit a thousand. I don't think so, uh, especially against Auburn secondary. That's just me. I'm, I'm a little biased about it, but that's just me saying it. Uh, but DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson all found ways to get turnovers in the last th- three games in a row. And Auburn on a, a 18, 19 game streak of getting a turnover. Tar? Yes. 19. And is there any worry about KJ Jefferson's ability to pass the ball against his Auburn secondary? I mean, I think uh, I I personally have been pretty surprised at uh, just how many interceptions that KJ has thrown uh, thrown this season, and I'm not really I I really can't wrap my head around what the what the issue is there. Um, originally, it was the play calling, but it was still an issue. It was an issue uh, in Florida too. Um, so I do think that that is a concern, um, and we do have we do have issues with turnovers anyway uh, in general. Um, and with penalties as well, especially in uh, especially in big big areas too, big moments. Uh, it's just like just like in the in the overtime game uh, against the Gators. But yeah, I mean, if I had any clue what the issue was, surely I'd be wearing a pair of heads a pair like a pair of headset down on the sideline <laughs> on Saturday. Um, it, again, it's a little bit. Awkward almost is not necessarily the term I'm looking for, but it's kind of difficult to wrap your head around when you look at KJ last year, who was able to just make something out of absolutely nothing. Um, But I'm still confident, even despite the Auburn defense and secondary being as good as it is, KJ's decision-making will at least be enough to get us through. 
I'm going to pose this then as a kind of a little overarching theme for the Arkansas offense. I'm going to ask the same questions. So y'all can go and start thinking about it on the defensive side of the ball here shortly. But just kind of a fill in the blank question for you here. Sorry, guys. I know you're not studying for a quiz, but this one's pretty easy and straightforward. But <laughs> for Arkansas to beat Auburn on Saturday, the offense has to do blank. What is, what is, you know, fill in the blank, what is the key to the success for Arkansas in terms of being able to run their own game plan? Well, for me, I think the key, I think the key would be to establish the run game early on. Um, and that might be a difficult thing to do, but I think they're well equipped. And I think that, I think that AJ Green uh, is going to be a good, a good RB2 uh, option, uh, especially because of the experience he has, uh, has, um, gained uh in substituting for for uh rocket sanders but i i also think uh that it's really important for kj uh for the o-line to you know give kj a break a little bit um but i still think that kj's ability to run the ball too uh just keeping kj mobile uh i mean that's one of his best assets he's one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the sec in my opinion i still believe that um when he's not throwing an interception but when he is when he when he is when he is on the run, he is very very hard to stop. A thousand percent. Um, whatever whether we choose to win by land, by air, or by sea, it's going to be important to get it going early. If not for divine intervention, Florida would have hit that field goal in the fourth quarter, and we wouldn't be looking at the same story that we're looking at now. So wherever Arkansas chooses to score primarily or chooses to the t target the Auburn defense with, they got to get it going early and on. And the, the other thing I want to add about this, too, is uh, I think that they're going to be super motivated coming into this game because they realize that, they're, that their uh, bowl eligibility is going to be slipping away. And uh, if, if they want to stay bowl eligible, I mean, we have FIU after Auburn and we have uh, Mizzou. And Mizzou is going to be a tough game, uh, but we should be able to handle FIU. Um, but they have to win against Auburn first, of course. Can't get... Uh, focus on the bigger <clears throat> picture here. You got to take it week by week at this point. Trust me, Auburn is in that same camp. Uh, that is the general <laughs> consensus uh, about that. I, I will will ask, and, and I know Dylan's about to flip over to the Arkansas defense here in just a moment. Um, but I will ask: Are there are there any concerns uh, in, in y'all's minds, or I guess you think that it plays to the favor of Arkansas rather? Um, Auburn's got one linebacker by the name of Eugene Asante. I don't know if you've heard about him, but the guy, the, the, the kid is uh, a freak of nature and, and a hell of a football player that's made a lot of money this year in terms of NFL draft stock. Uh, is there a, an element where you can kind of take him out of the game um, in terms of forcing him to be a QB spy and not let, letting him cheat back and help his DBs out at all? Um, is that is that where you lean on in terms of making making Auburn the Auburn defense respect KJ what KJ Jefferson can do on the ground because we know he is a physical like you said mountain of a, of a dude. I mean, <clears throat> I hate to deflect, but I think that's going to be something we're going to see on Saturday, regardless uh, of how they play Absolutely. that. On Offensively, of course, you know if I again if I knew the answers to some of these questions, I'd be down on the sidelines, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I really think that's going to be a game-time decision by the Auburn defense of how they're going to combat, of course, KJ's mobility, seeing if our O-line is going to be playing up to par in order to succeed and win on Saturday. Um, there's going to be a lot of individual domino pieces that are going to affect the way that they're going to position him defensively. Sure. Hey, that's that's a perfect answer, dude. If I had if I had the answers to those questions, too, I would also be wearing a headset. So <laughs> I, I, compl I completely yeah. get it. Dylan, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the um, – uh, or Lark, excuse me. I know you want to talk a little bit about the uh, the – Arkansas defense, and then we'll get around to our pickums, and then slide into the rest of our pickum segment. Yeah, uh, and I know this Arkansas defense ranks very highly. I think it's 43rd in rush defense and 46th in pass defense uh, in the country, and could be either way. And I know y'all, y'all got Jaheim Thomas from Cincinnati. I'm a big. I love Cincinnati. They were my favorite. Uh, they were my favorite G5 school, and now I'm torn between the Big 12 because I always love uh, Kansas. Uh, but y'all feel the same thing about y'all feel the same way about Jaheim Thomas that we feel about Eugene Asante a guy right. who just picked it up this year and has just been lights out. And this Arkansas defense has looked it uh, and definitely had games where they even locked down uh, the, the Bama offense. And if y'all can get in contact with, with Sam Pittman about whatever calls uh, y'all found, uh, I am a okay. I don't like Connor Stallions. I don't like Michigan and I hope they get banned, but I'm a okay with y'all passing on <laughs> the, the play calling sheet for Alabama on Auburn uh, for that. Uh, but going to this game, Auburn has had a hot streak with Jarquez Hunter. Uh, running back who has finally made into, got back into his own uh, its own name and becoming a very good one of the top running backs in the league. I think he's 
seventh in the SEC in rushing. If I do remember, he's like 636 yards, uh, back-to-back games with 150 plus. Uh, is there anything? I, I you're probably not uh, off the bat just because you're on the Arkansas side of things. But what what is what's what's been the game plan around the uh, run stop the, it the team about stopping the run? There you go. Well, I think uh, I think that Arkansas has done a really great job at um, at stopping the run. Personally, um, it's through the air where we've been having a little bit of an issue. Um, but uh, I will say that um, what deficiencies we've had in our offensive line, our defensive line has been pretty tremendous, um, pretty pretty uh, exceptional, especially about forcing things like interceptions and. Uh, uh, last week, um, I think it was Jalen Braxton. They got the uh, got the scoop and score. I'm pretty sure. Yep. But capitalizing on mistakes is a big thing for this uh, for this Arkansas defense, and uh, forcing those mistakes too. Um, we have some very big, very tough guys. Uh, Landon Jackson at left tackle. He has had a standout year. Um, I think uh, I think for us, obviously, stopping the run is a is a massive is a massive thing. Uh, that we're going to have to do. And I think that that is a key to victory uh, for us against Auburn. Um, but uh, I would, I'm more worried about what we're going to do through the air. Like that. you said, his <laughs> name's Landon Jackson, and that will be known nationwide by the end of Saturday night. I promise you that much. Landon Jackson, so much fun to watch. Um, I mean, he's a monster. The way they can play him at pretty much, they can have him run up any gap and he can absolutely obliterate a play of, run or pass so as well as i'm good still standing on business when it comes to hudson clark hudson clark is actually quite a phenomenal player to play really cool story just in general 37 tackles this year one interception i mean that'll probably be like around 10 by the end of saturday night so hudson clark phenomenal guy but phenomenal cornerback as well in my opinion he's talked about hudson clark at every single pitch meeting we've had this semester by the way absolutely I mean, I, I used for an SEC page, and I vague, I can't remember the game, but I remember a Hudson Clark, his first, like, his come-out party, he had, like, a three-interception game, uh, like, 2020-ish, maybe. And that's when he's not even trying. So, wait, wait, <laughs> that, was when, that was when people, like, finally learned his name. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he's not even trying. He's, so so that's, uh, that's Cooper's kindly for me. Um, we got a fr- five, uh, four star. What's, what's the what's the Arkansas version of boogin? Yeah, what? Yeah, what, what is the, What is the term? It may still be. Is boogie universal term? Uh, so no, no. I, no, it's just it's just an Auburn thing. I think it's because it's because it's because Bama fans just call us uh, said that we used to eat our boogers, mm-hmm. so we started saying oh. that we were boogin. Yeah. So uh, every time yeah, every time yeah. they try to like come come at us for a name, we just turn it into like something like we call ourselves Barners now. Like, yeah. Okay. So I don't think it's not going to be universal. Basically, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Delusional, I think That's is the word. That's probably right. That's that, totally right. I think that fits in the Hudson <laughs> the, Clark gets nine interceptions in a game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I know I, I, res, I respect that kind of that, that kind of dedication to a guy because I certainly have the same thing for Kay and Lee. Um, yeah. It's okay. Um, I completely understand where you're coming from. Gentlemen, the time has come. Let's get our score predictions uh, for Auburn, Arkansas. I got a feeling we're going to go 50 50 here, and that's completely fine. That is what this is here for. Uh, and then just so y'all. Uh, as, his, as his internet dies. So we'll get Tar's score prediction whenever he decides to get a yeah. better internet. Right. right. <laughs> so I'll let, I'll let y'all start it off because alphabetically, Arkansas comes for Auburn. I don't think it's going to be the same case this weekend, win wise. But uh, Dylan, I'll let you start off with your score prediction. Well, you know, I think it's going to be another really close game. And I think um, I think just as has been the trend with Arkansas uh, this season. Um, but I think Arkansas keeps their keeps their bold dreams alive. I think it's going to be a close one uh, in Fayetteville. I think it's going to be 27 to 20. I'm going to say pretty close to the same thing. A lot of it's going to be those uh, red zone defensive plays specifically for the Arkansas side defensively. Um, I think we keep Auburn to just one in the end zone and then two through the uprights. I'm going to go 13-17 Arkansas. All right. We finally get Tar back on his phone this time around. Audio not going to be the best thing. I'm sorry. My power went out. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Just out of nowhere. Like, it's not raining. (laughs) That was super random. Um, Where are we at? Have we already given both traveler picks here? I apologize, guys. Uh, Yeah. So, we got 27-20 from Dylan and – 
said 17, 13 from Cooper. Yep. Remember that? Oh, no points scored in this game. Uh, I'll go 24, 23 Tigers, but way closer um, than a lot of Auburn fans would like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Arkansas pay and train going. Uh, another another close loss by the Razorbacks. So I'm gonna say Auburn wins. I'm gonna say a lot more points scored than we thought. I'm gonna say 27, 21 Auburn. I think a couple of Alex McPherson field goals to round out the game. Uh, keep his uh, per- perfect streak alive. You think that's gonna be it? For us? We're not gonna have a bowl game. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dolan. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we were planning on a, a Trav Sports uh, road trip. Oh, don't worry. Even if y'all win, I don't think y'all beating Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> so take it. How I will say, I asked this about te- the Texas A&M fans whenever we had them on about the rivalry with y'all. So, what is y'all's thoughts on the rivalry with Texas A&M? And the second question: What is y'all's thoughts on the battle line rivalry as a whole? Or just compare them? Yeah. I feel like the Southwest Classic is a bit more, I don't know, strong isn't the term I'm looking for. Because um, A&M fans don't really care about the rivalry with Arkansas. From what yeah, heard. but it's difficult because I feel like Arkansas fans care more than about beating A&M than they do Mizzou. Um, of course, Columbia, phenomenal city, phenomenal J school. Um, but we have a large portion of students from Texas coming to Arkansas as seen by both of us here. So there, I mean, beyond that, it's, I, I guess I'd have to say the A&M one has more strength to it of interest, but they don't really care about us. I mean, this isn't the Southwest conference anymore. So the, there's not half the his, history there that there is, but. I, was, I think y'all right. were probably on the same lines as A&M where y'all probably hate LSU more than y'all hate like any of the other rivalries, right? Of course, Alabama. Everyone hates Alabama, but LSU to y'all is like it's probably y'all biggest rivalry. <laughs> I'd like to see what it goes. OU. I feel like Arkansas OU could be a solid rivalry if we get it established here once they get in the SEC. Obviously, Arkansas and Texas have history going way far back, but I, I really think OU could be a great rivalry. Uh, I know, of course, in basketball, we have the Crimson Classic whenever we play them at the Box Center in Tulsa every year. So I, I'd, I'd really like to see a football rivalry be established with OU. Yeah, that that's going to be fun because I know Auburn's going to be playing OU next year in Jordanaire Stadium. So that's going to be a fun game. Those tickets are going to be very pricey as there are now two Harrison Tars in the backstage. So that's that's cool. There we go. And Tar, you're back just that's in time. Return, man, it's crazy. <laughs> you're back just in time. Let, let's oh, let's right. get up while we still have power here. Let's. No, we're good. I, I actually switched from my phone. My my, my internet's back. Um, gotcha. I got a nice, okay. nice email from my apartment complex saying, "Quote: Sorry, we don't know what happened." So I love that. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, before before Tar's internet goes out anymore, Tar, you want the first time this has ever happened. Don't put that on. You the you want you want to you want to flex the shirt and then we can get into the the predictions. Yes, I'll do that. I'll do that super quick. Now that I'm back from the land of the powerless, I can only politely ask you to go purchase your very own College Loop War Report co-branded feeling loopy T-shirt on sale for only twenty five dollars and pick that up at thewarreport.com. And if you don't feel like typing in the search bar, that's okay. Neither do we. You can pick it up in the description to any of our shows. You can just click the link and go purchase your very own. If you purchase the shirt, use hashtag feeling loopy. We'll throw it up on the next stream slash episode of the College Loop Podcast. Make sure you tag us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just email it to thecollegeloop1 at gmail.com if you really feel that way. That makes my life fine and easy. It doesn't make anything any more difficult for me. Also, while you're there or while you're hanging out and looking in the description, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell so you can stay up to date with all the latest College Loop content. And get to see more more of the traveler sports in the future. Who knows? Who's to say? Maybe we'll. So, so now, we have, hmm? now we have now now we have that we have to y'all have to subscribe to feed Colin, and that's now you right. have to buy now you have to buy the shirt to pay for Tar's power bill. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you have to buy the shirt to pay for my power bill. Um, but yeah, you make sure you stay up to date with all the content right coming out right here at the College Loop. Like I said, Traveler Sports now friends of the program, friends of the show. So yeah, see if we totally. can get it back on back on yeah, for uh, the must bus. Yeah, we would and love softball. to come back on to the most bus. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Makes us happy. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to give the reins over to Dylan. Not that he didn't have to take them over when my power decided to flee anyways, but I'm going to give them back <laughs> to Mr. Lark. We're going to get through our pickums. I know you guys got to get out of here in about 10 minutes, so we'll try to cruise through this thing for you guys. Yeah, so if y'all ready to make the picks. Here at the College Loop, we'd like to keep y'all inside the loop of Auburn Athletics, but from time to time, we like to, like to dabble in some teams that are a little bit outside of the loop.
back for our week 11 pickums, and just for sake of time gonna get started right into it for the 11 a.m slate we have probably the game of the day as the number three michigan wolverines or sorry the the michigan connor stallions uh travel into beaver stadium take on the number 10 penn state nittany lions michigan is currently a four and a half point favorite and you know cooper i'll let you kick it off here I'm going to stick. I know it's the simple, easy answer. Give me Michigan. I, I, I'm still standing firm that they have such a phenomenal offense that they're going to be able to go into Beaver Stadium and get get uh, take care of business, per se. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second that. And uh, I, I just haven't been tremendously uh, impressed with uh, Penn State, if I'm being completely honest. That's about as hot of a take as you'll get out of me. But yeah. Um, but I, I just haven't been tremendously uh, impressed by Penn State, and uh, I also think that uh, I think Michigan's probably going to move up in the uh, in the polls a little bit. Tar's cooking something. We got. Oh the no! I'm just, I was just getting ready to say that the Arkansas Traveler knows ball, folks. Make sure you subscribe to that because <laughs> this one's Michigan and this one's Michigan big. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say Michigan big, but I'm also not going to say Michigan either. I made the prediction earlier this offseason that Michigan, that Penn State's going to make it to the college ball playoff, and I'm going to stick by that. Even though the loss to Ohio State happened, I think they take down Penn, they take, they take down Michigan here in Beaver Stadium. I want some of your drugs. <laughs> right. Some of us try to stay true to being right. Some of us can't be as wrong as you and just give up on all your picks. Or some of us can admit when we're wrong. Next pick. I can admit when I'm wrong. Another 11 a.m. slate. You got the number eight. Uh, UAT, uh, whatever a, a Crimson Tide is, as they travel to Lexington, Kentucky, take on the Kentucky Wildcats, who are six and three, but not a very good six and three, I must say. So I'll let anyone who wants to pick this game go first. Tied by a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't personally think that. Uh, I don't think that uh, it's going to be a. It's going to be a great game for Kentucky, if I'm being completely honest. Go on ahead and pay your mortgage next month. Bet Moneyline Alabama. Take care of that. Alabama's gone all the way through. Uh, uh, let's not say all the way through. Let's not say that quite yet. There's there's a game left on their schedule that could be a trip-up spot for them. But I'm also going to go with UAT here, uh, sadly, uh, to cover. Because, man, I want Kentucky to be good. But they're just not good at football right now. All right, Tar, now for your, pro- your favorite game, because you're going to be at this game, right? Yes. Tar is going to be making his, uh, not descent, uh, ascent to Clemson, South Carolina to watch his second favorite team, the Yakets of Georgia Tech, take on the Clemson Tigers. Clemson is a 14-point favorite following their win over, the surprising win over Notre Dame. Uh, Tar, why don't you kick this one off? Fellas, my dad is a Georgia Tech alumnus. I grew up a diehard Georgia Tech fan. Every fiber in my being makes me think the Jackets can win this game. But let me tell you something. Clemson is horrendously bad when I pick them. They are horrendously good when I pick against them. And damn it, I want to have some fun on Saturday. So give me Clemson. Give me Clemson to cover. And you know what? I actually, I anytime that I see Georgia Tech come across my uh, come across my um, TV guide, I always turn on a Georgia Tech game. I just, I don't know. It's something about the, it's something about that school. I'm just always, uh, always excited to go uh, watch. Tech. And I think that this is going to be a great game as well. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Georgia Tech here, even though I really don't think they're gonna win. He's a ball knower. <laughs> great game. Where'd you go? Give it to Clemson, but it's closer than 14 points. Screw it, Dylan. I'm taking the jackets. I can't not. No, do it. no, you're uh, not no, doing no. it. I'm, I'm not. I'm taking the jackets. I can't so, not uh, do it. I'm using the. I was trying to use the reverse psychology, but I, I am. I'm just. I'm buzzing too hard right now, boys. All right. For the sake of my prediction record, now now that Tar's picked against Clemson, I'm going to pick Clemson to win because Tar is an idiot and. Dude, we are all we are superstitious about this stuff. What are you doing? Listen, I'm I'm living the Haynes King experience, and that is that is an experience that is not always good and it's not always bad. So I just don't know what could happen this game. I do think Tech can go in, and if this was a night game, you could book it. Fun fact: Tech has beat Clemson all but one time they played them at night in the rain. That's a true stat. I wish it was a night game and it was raining, 
Um, yeah, guys, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a deep deep rooted jacket. Um, but yeah, I just I I got I got I got a book for my boys. I, I got to ride for them. And I got to be behind the king that was promised in Haynes King. I'm not gonna hear any more crap from you about my Penn State pick. Georgia Tech has the has the Brent key to every door. Trust. I'm about to block you from the stream yard <laughs> until you get some mental health, man. My wife, I already tried that. I'm invincible. <laughs> uh, dang it. All right. Well, the next game on the docket is going to stay in the ACC. And I'm deeming this the Dylan Lark was right game as the six and three Miami Hurricanes travel to Tallahassee, take on the nine and zero Florida State Seminole. Florida State's a 14 point favorite, and Tar cannot stand that I was right about both these teams. Yeah, Florida State cover, unfortunately. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not going to get any disagreement out of <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, Noles are hot. Yeah. They're going to stay hot. Another one of my playoff teams. I'm going to scream. Florida State to cover. I love Miami. They're, I, I love Miami. I can't lie. Yeah. But I like Florida State. This you season. just like their little hand sign thing. I enjoyed that little well, run at the beginning of the season, too. It was exciting. I enjoyed I them a- running the football when they should have taken a knee. I bet you did. I bought a Miami shirt for this year. But got the Miami, Utah. Miami, Utah. Perfect. Next. So, speaking of Utah, <laughs> going over to the Pac-12 in Seattle, Washington, Cooper's old stomping grounds. As the number 18 ranked Utah Utes travel to Seattle, Washington, on the Huskies of Washington, who ranked number five in the country. Washington's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, which I think is very uh, considerate. Start us off, Cooper. Huskies, 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 Huskies. What are the prettiest scenes in college football? They're gonna, they're gonna make this game ugly. It's not gonna be close. I'm going UW all the way. Phoenix Heisman campaign. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you what you were thinking about. Uh, what you were thinking about? Um, your boy went in the Heisman, uh, but uh, I, I think I have to go with Washington too. Uh, I've just been extremely impressed with the Washington program, especially after the, uh, especially after the USC one. Um, I, I think that they're going to be a tough team to beat in the playoffs. The Utes can be scary. Don't get me wrong at all. I mean, that school has is known for pulling off some impressive wins when they're doubted, but UW takes care of business. You see, I was going to take UW anyways, but Cooper's got me so electrified over here that I'm taking UW to cover. That's, that's where we're at. Go Hus- Roll Huskies, baby. Let's go. Roll Huskies. I couldn't pick my other uh, favorite uh, U centered uh team uh, so i'm gonna go with my utah utes here mm. in this game uh here's the thing about washington they have Penix, yes they don't have a defense they cannot play defense utah can play defense and i think that goes into their favor uh so yeah, i'm gonna go with... vibes on their side so at washington period <laughs> i'm gonna rock with the utah utes here i like kyle whittingham and i like the whole pig farmer Thing that Bryson Barnes has got going on over there. So it's all good. Only one Dylan can know ball at the same time on this podcast. And it's not you, Dylan. <laughs> Bow down. Bow down to Dylan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, nice. Thank you all for that. Well, good to keep keeping it in the 230 slate. Going on the CBS. So have fun with Brad and Gary on this call. As a number 13, Tennessee volunteers travel up to Columbia, Missouri, take on the number 14 Missouri Tigers. Tennessee, a surprising favorite in this game m-i-z yeah well i can say that uh personally um we are hoping to stay bowl eligible so if missouri could show a weakness here we would really appreciate it um but i I do think that i think mizzou is gonna gonna handle this pretty uh pretty handily agreed mizzou is a deadly team at home as much as it pains me to say it give it to the tigers I think Mizzou is also going to win this game on their way to a 10 and two season. So <laughs> just to rub it in some more about Missouri being a good team. <laughs> <laughs> you were such an asshole. These guys have been nothing but nice. There's hey, a lot. They picked Auburn. There's they a picked lot Auburn to lose. Up. They picked Auburn right, to lose when, on Saturday. I kind of got to do some stuff out of spite. And when the hogs go to a bowl game, we will pay for your plane ticket there. We will pay for your plane ticket there. No, 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 no. That's not that's not how that works, bro. He's been mean. I've been nice. You fly me out to come watch the hogs. I'll, I have a bro. Yeah, you can crash. I got a hog hat. 
Yep. That thing I is uncomfortable. That thing is uncomfortable to wear. I don't know how y'all wear that thing unless Tars just deteriorating because that thing is that thing gave me a migraine by putting it on. I couldn't. There was no air going to my brain when I put that right. thing on. I'll cl- next next pick, but it is a very fun hat to wear after a few beers. And I will say, y'all have to pay for my ticket to go to the bowl game because if y'all went out, y'all were going to the Birmingham Bowl. I can just drive there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we can all just drive there. Well, next game up, 6 o'clock kick, number 9, Ole Miss traveling to Athens, Georgia to play the University of Georgia in Athens, uh, who is the number two team in the country. Uh, Georgia is a 10.5-point favorite. Tor, you have skin in this game. I'll let you pick first. Yeah, Georgia by a million. Yeah. I think this is going to be a – I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um uh, but yeah, I have a hard time. I have a hard time finding a way for Ole Miss to beat Georgia. It'll be funny. Like quarter. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin. I'm glad Auburn didn't offer him anything because he's not a big game coach, and this is the biggest game of his career. And you're going to watch him do what Lane Kiffin does best in big game situations: lose. So I'm also sadly going to have to pick Georgia here. All right, next up, got some. We got a Big Twelve game. I believe the only Big Twelve game on the entire thing. The West Virginia Mountaineers where my family uh, on my dad's side, the, on my dad's side calls home as they travel to Norman, Washington, to Norman, Oklahoma, who are on a two game losing streak for the number 17 Oklahoma Sooners. And the Sooners are a 13 point favorite. Let's get weird. Roll nears. Yeah, you know, Oklahoma really needs to get things going, especially after losing, uh, especially after losing Bedlam uh, to OSU. Uh, not particularly a great loss either, um, but I, I still think that they're going to have enough to uh, beat West Virginia. I think that they are going to right the ship here, and uh, and I think that uh, I think we're going to they're fi- they're going to find their footing. He's correct. I mean, OU's been showing weakness since they played Cincinnati. That game was ugly and hard to watch, but ultimately they're going to be able to take care of business. In Norman, give me the Sooners. Yeah. I, Tor, if you hadn't picked West Virginia, I was probably going to pick, pick West Virginia because this game is going to go both ways for me. Uh, West Virginia is surprisingly 6-3. and three. They're going to be 6-4 and four after this year, but I still don't think Oklahoma's good enough to – get to play Texas again in the Big 12 championship. So I'm going to go OU here, but OU I think is firmly out of the Big 12 uh, championship conversation. Now to swing it back to the ACC, we have a basketball game on a football Saturday as the Duke Blue Devils travel not very far to Chapel Hill, take on the number 24 ranked North Carolina Tar Heels, who are a 14 and a half point favorite. Duke in the ugliest game you've watched all year. North Duke Carolina. Kind another, of yeah. Duke has been another one of those teams that this season specifically, anytime I've seen the, the football team come across my screen, uh, I click on it to watch uh, just because it's been, it's been a fun season uh, for Duke. Um, and I think, I think uh, I do think it's not going to be a, the best game, um, but I'll ride with Duke. Yep, battle of the 4.0 honor students there. I'm going to go with Duke. (laughs) Some valedictorians on the field. Seriously, it's going to be some empty libraries on Saturday. Surprisingly empty libraries. Uh, I'm going to be the odd man man out here. I think North Carolina has the offense. Duke kind of struggles a little bit when it comes to, to scoring offensively. Their defense is very good. I think UNC wins a very ugly, ugly game uh, behind Drake May. UNC wasn't good enough to take down the Jackets, but yeah. It was Miami, but Miami took down your Clemson Tigers, so Mm. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And our last game on the docket features another team Tar was wrong about. Uh, As the USC Trojans travel to Eugene, Oregon, on the Bo Nix Heisman frontrunner-led Oregon Ducks. Oregon is a 15-point favorite. Yeah, um, I was horrendously wrong about USC this year, guys. I had them in the college football playoff. Um, I was horrendously wrong about this team, and I'll be a man enough to admit it. Um, Bo Nix may win the freaking Heisman. Someone from the Pacific Northwest winning the Heisman this year. Um, 
Bo Nix is there. Oregon covers. Oregon covers big. Caleb Williams is going to go home and cry and watch more TV with his dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that this is I don't think this is a difficult game to predict, and I don't imagine that any of us are going to disagree on it. Uh, I think Oregon's going to cover. Agreed. And it's awful, too, because they have one of the worst fight something songs ever. I mean, I hate Oregon. <laughs> he's just finding he's I just got to find that's, something. That's, that's the Husky. That's the Husky coming out of you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it, it like, again, you know, don't try and do anything silly. Take Oregon and take it in a blowout game. Don't you take an Oregon? I'm going to yeah. rock with Mr. Bodacious Bo Nix in this game on Bodacious his way Nick. to a. On his way to the Heisman Trophy. To being the fourth Auburn Tigers that wins the Heisman Trophy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know, whatever. I, it doesn't impact me one <laughs> iota. <laughs> Travel and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining the show today. Um, before you all get out of here, I know we ran over, and I'm really, really sorry. I apologize on our behalf. Okay. Um, but no worries. Let everybody know where they can find you guys, where they can check out your written work, where they can support you guys as you guys advance in your uh, professional careers and your journalistic endeavors. We, It's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys, your friends of the program. You're welcome back anytime. Great. Yeah, thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. We would love to come back on. Um, for me, at Dylan W. Stewart, D-Y-L-E-N-S-T-W-A-R-T, on Twitter or X, I mean, my apologies. And then the only way to yep. the only way to spell Dylan, by the way, only way to spell yep. Dylan. Cooper R. Gant on Twitter. Um, thank you again for having us. It's been such a pleasure getting to hang out with y'all. And uatrab.com. Uatrab.com. Yes, go check out all the great work from the brilliant young student journalists there at the University of Arkansas. We do. We dog on a lot of other SEC schools, but but damn it, we all got a pretty good education. So let's uh, let's make sure that we flex flex the brain muscles. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you guys for hanging out. We're gonna cut you all loose in two seconds. I promise we'll be out of here in just a moment. If you've not already picked up your feeling loopy T-shirt, you know what the, you know the drill. It's in the description of all of our shows. And while you're down there, uh, if you go if you want to go ahead and give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever that your streaming platform of choice gives you the best rating, we would certainly appreciate that. And on top of that, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you stay up to date with all the cool stuff we're doing, like hanging out with the Arkansas Traveler Sports Group right here on the College Loop Podcast. I'm Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. If you want to come hang out with me, I am always here to be your punching bag for bad takes. And um, <laughs> you guys have made it painfully aware to me that you guys are okay with me being your punching bag, and that's okay. I'm cool with it. I embrace it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Love on each other. Make sure you check up on your people. Dylan, let's get out of here. Of course, I'm Dylan Lark at Blood Tank on Twitter slash X. Who you type in, it redirects. I'll save you Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-A-N. Only correct way to spell it again. L-A-R-C-K. Cannot stress that enough. D-I-L-O-L-O-Ns do not count uh, as Dylan's. Uh, they are lesser individuals uh, because of how they spell their name incorrectly. Uh, but of course, you have us right here on the College Loopers. Like, comment, and subscribe right here on YouTube. And of course, you have us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as well. All at the college loop and all that being said tar's arm got stuck i'm trying to leave bro the power's going your power's going out but you can't have your muscles going out too and with all that being said this has been the college loop pregame show love you guys